Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, a podcast sponsored by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching to inspire mature, marriage-minded kingdom women to be the whole healed helpmates God created you to be. I am Carol Griffiths, your host and freedom coach, here to help you have the loving, authentic relationships you desire. Enjoy the episode. Fearfully and wonderfully, I was made created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Yes, that is an original poem by your girl, Carol G. And before we get into the meat of this week's episode, I want to share with you who we are here to serve. At Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we help mature, marriage-minded kingdom women break free of insecurity, emotional wounds, and toxic behavior to be the whole healed helpmates God created them to be. When I'm talking about a mature, marriage-minded kingdom woman, I am talking about a woman who has lived some life. You have had some experiences, some good, some bad, some in between. You know quite a bit about how this life thing goes. You're marriage minded, which means that either you're already married or you desire to be married. So you could be dating, engaged, or still waiting to meet your Mr. Right for you. Because we know there is no perfect man, right? And you're also kingdom focused, kingdom inspired. You believe in Jesus and you desire to live life for him and with him. And so that really is a mature, marriage-minded kingdom woman. And our goal is for you to be whole, healed, and the helpmate that God created you to be. Whole means that you know who you are. You're not perfect. You don't have it all together, but you know that you are God's daughter and that he created you on purpose and for purpose. Healed, you don't have to be perfectly healed with no issues, but our goal is to make sure that you acknowledge that you have wounds, you've begun to address them, and you appreciate the fact that there's more healing to go and that is okay. You are in progress and you know that God created you to be a helpmate. And we are here to let women know that being a helpmate is not limited to being a wife. Whether you are married or not, you are created for a relationship to do life with others, whether they are your husband, your brother, your sister, your friend, your relatives, We're here to do life together. And that is how you get to fulfill your role as a helpmate, whether it's to your spouse, to your friend, to your church members, you are here to help others fulfill their destiny and allow others to help you fulfill your destiny. So that's what we're all about here. And I am so excited to be a part of this work, to have the opportunity to speak with you because my heart is for women to know that their marital status does not define who they are, nor 
It is not the thing that gives them worth. Whether you are married or not, you have value. Likewise, whether you are in a good marriage or not, you have value. And I want women who are not married to be content in their single season because God has a purpose for you and you can fulfill it even if you never get married. And for the married women, I want you to know that there is more to you than being Mrs. So-and-so. Being a wife is important, but your purpose is more than being a wife. Now that we have that out of the way and we know who we're here for and what we're serving up and why we're serving it, get ready for another inspiring, informative, transformative episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. This week's message is sponsored by our on-demand Wife Basics audio course. At Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, we are advocates for kingdom marriages. We know that when a man and woman who are both committed to advancing God's kingdom join in marriage, they have the power to win souls for the kingdom of God and also equip other believers to advance the kingdom agenda in their spheres of influence. To have a marriage that is built on the word of God is bigger than choosing the right spouse. It requires the kingdom husband and kingdom wife to understand God's purpose for marriage, ideally before marriage, so they can enter marriage with eyes wide open and be willing to allow God to keep them together no matter what challenges they encounter. The truth is, you will never know what all you will face in your marriage. But if you allow God to guide you, you can rely on Him to keep your marriage together. Our Wife Basics course teaches women what the Bible says about being a wife and guides women to be or prepare to be the wife God designed you to be. It is a great course for the woman who wants God's best for your current or future marriage. It provides scripture, real life examples, and practical strategies you can apply right now in your life, whether you are single, dating, engaged, or married. The Wife Basics course includes four audio lessons and a printable or fillable workbook that you can download immediately upon purchase and go through at your own pace. To get a copy of the Wife Basics course, go to the link in the show notes. Now we are going to jump in to this week's message. Hey there, it's your girl Carol G. Excited to be here once again with you for another episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. And this week I am even more excited because we are in the second part of our very first series on our podcast journey. You know, thus far we've just been doing different topics each episode. And now we have a four-part series. I cannot tell you that series is the way forward. If you have listened to the podcast before, you know that I am on this podcast journey with God and I just flow with him week to week. And so for now, we have a four-part series. 
and this is week two of that four-part series. And in this series, we are examining Proverbs 31. And so I just want to quickly recap last week what we covered. And the essence of this entire series is to debunk some of the misconceptions that are floating around Christendom about the Proverbs 31 woman. If you are a Christian woman, you have probably heard about the Proverbs 31 woman. And if you are an honest woman, you have probably been intimidated by the Proverbs 31 woman. But God wants his daughters to know that his word is not meant to intimidate us. And we are not to look at Proverbs 31 as a checklist that every woman needs to follow to be approved by him or man. Okay. And so what I shared last week was that really what this text is supposed to represent for us in this current day is the fact that it is a depiction of what a woman can do. It's not supposed to be a prescription of what every woman is meant to do, right? It describes what this particular woman in that context was doing in her life. And what God wants us to glean from all of it is that women have limitless potential and we should put forth our best effort to do whatever God has gifted and assigned us to do, right? And last week, I also compared the Proverbs 31 woman to the women that I am called to serve, women like you, women who are inspired for excellence. And, you know, over the years, I've met many Christian women who are discouraged because they haven't gotten married, right? And, or they're not married yet. However, God is saying to you, if you are one of those women who you may be older in life, all your friends, your family members may be married, you're wondering when your time is going to come, if your time is going to come, God wants you to know that he sees value in you right now and that you can fulfill your purpose right now. The Proverbs 31 woman was married, sure. However, the gist of the Proverbs 31 message is that this woman was a woman who was walking in her purpose. She was using her talents and gifts for the honor and glory of God and to the benefit of herself and the people connected to her. Those are things that you can do whether you're married or not. And so last week I summarized all of it. I went through and I listed all of the qualities that and, and, and principles represented in those 22 verses. And there were over 50 of them. But I summarized them this way. The woman inspired for excellence, which is who I am thinking you are if you're listening to this podcast, should have good character, be spirit-led, purposeful, and intentional. The woman inspired for excellence should also be continuously evolving and growing, right? 
And so that is what we talked about last week. Hopefully, if you listened to last week's message, which was part one, you would have also taken the time to answer the questions that I asked at the end, which were your gauge for whether you are currently a woman inspired for excellence. And those questions, just to remind you, were, are you intimate with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Do you know who you are and are you keeping it real in your life? So if you haven't listened to episode 12, I encourage you to go back, listen to it. If you're listening in any podcast platform, you can just go back to the previous episode. If you're listening on YouTube, you can also go back to the previous episode in the playlist and listen to the episode, and take some time to answer those questions. This week, we are going deeper. Last week was just an overview of the entire passage, and now we're going to be digging deeper for this week and the next two weeks. But before I get into the meat of the text that we're going to examine today, I want to share a little bit of backstory to help you understand how God and I flow. Right now, I don't expect your relationship with God to look like mine. It's going to look different because you're a different person. But I'm sharing this because I want you to understand that you can have a personal relationship with God. And your relationship with God should be exactly that, personal. God meets you where you are. He speaks to you in terms that you can relate to, and he guides you to a greater revelation of himself, yourself, and the path he has already prepared for you. So getting to this point, remember I shared that, you know, I connect the Proverbs 31 woman to the women that I'm called to serve, women inspired for excellence. And that term was birthed in me, was given to me years ago, a couple of years ago. So here's what happened. In 2019, the latter part of 2019, I wrote, I heard, I was journaling with God. I used my journal to write my prayers and thoughts and conversations with God. And apparently I heard a word and I wrote it down, right? Now it was a weird word, I was not familiar with this word. I was pretty certain that it did not exist in any dictionary. But because I was in that flow with God, I was like, maybe it has some significance, but it's not really what I'm discussing right now. So I'm just going to make a note of it and whatever. I made a note of it, moved on with my journaling, and that was it. Weeks later, I was going back through my journal because I like to go back and reflect on previous conversations that I've had with God so that I can remember the things that he has shared with me. Because, you know, one of the reasons that I do journal is to help me to remember what God has said. And so I was going back through my journal and I came across this page that had this word written at the top. It wasn't on a line. It was, if you think it, if you think of a notebook, you know that the notebook has like that space at the top and then the lines begin. 
So this word was written in the space at the top. And I'm flipping through the book, right? So I almost didn't even pay attention to the word because I was like, it can't be important. I, I thought it was maybe just a doodle. So I'm like flipping through looking for something else. And then I felt this nudge like, no, pause right there. Look at that word. And so I look at the word. The word is wifedom. And I'm like, what was that? Like, when did, why did I write that? Because it wasn't connected to anything else on that page, right? And like I said, it's floating in the air on this page. And I'm like, what is this? So because I felt that nudge, right? I'm like, okay, all right, that, that's a Holy Spirit nudge. What's up with this, right? And so I'm like, what What does this mean? Like, what was the significance of this strange made up word, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, what, what's up with wifedom? And he said, woman inspired for excellence, dominion, obedience in marriage. I'm like, what, 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 what? Wait, now that sounds like something. I'm like, but what you want me to do with that? He's like, you got to teach on it. I'm like, what? Teach on it? Come on, seriously? And I was like, first of all, God. You may not know this, but wifedom is not a real word. People gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> and he's like, so? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not, that argument doesn't really hold water because, yeah, how many years I've been doing things that people think is crazy until they see the fruit of it. And then they're like, oh, you must have really heard from God. So I have learned to not put too much stock in People going to think I'm crazy. But the next thing was, I'm like, you know, God, these words sound good. Excellence, dominion, marriage, woman, inspire. So they sound good. I said, but that O word, that O word, that's like, come on. Obedience? Really? I was like, you know, ain't nobody trying to hear about obedience in this day and age. He was like, and that's why you have to teach on it. I'm like, <laughs> you just gonna throw me out there to talk about obedience. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, okay. So I realized at that point that, you know, I had one or two choices. I could either ignore the Lord, because I was sure that I was talking with him. Like I wasn't, this wasn't something that I made up in my head. Like I said, that word was weird to me. And I believe in obedience, but I wasn't really trying to go up in front of nobody and tell them that, you know, you got to be obedient. But <laughs> I was like, okay, either I could ignore this, ignore the Lord, be disobedient, or I could do what he told me to do and teach it. So of course I chose to obey the Lord and teach on this course. And, but here's the thing. I, I have to be honest. <laughs> I said, okay, but it was still kind of like, I don't know, like it, it, it still stopped for a while because I didn't know where, how, when, you know what I mean? And so it was like, okay, I knew that this was something that he wanted me to teach on, but I didn't immediately activate, not out of disobedience. I just didn't know. Like, I just didn't know what next to do. I was like, okay, well, I guess when it's time, you'll let me know. So a few months later, it's 2020, and I'm in this coaching program, and the coach is like, 
do you have anything in the works? Like, what are you thinking of? And I just heard coming out my mouth, well, I have this chorus called Wifedom. And she was like, what? (laughs) You should do it. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not ready. Because in truth, I was thinking that it was going to be an in-person course, right? And so she was like, test it out. Test it out online first. Do Do it as a Facebook course. Do it as a Facebook live teaching in a private group. And I'm like, really? You think so? And she was like, yeah, sure. This is February 2020. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and you got to do it. Like, you have to do it. You have to start it within a month. I'm like, what? (laughs) So now I had already, when God had told me to teach on it, he'd already given me the topics and whatever. And so I knew what the teaching material was, but it was just like making that step to put it out there. And, you know, that thought of people don't think I'm crazy came back again. Right. But I was like, anyway, all right, I'm just going to take this leap of faith. This woman that I am paying money to is telling me to do this. I want my money's worth from this coaching program. So I'm going to do what she told me to do. <laughs> Literally, my husband was the one that said, well, if you believe in her enough to pay her our good money, then you should at least believe in her also to take her advice. So, so sad. So done. I took her advice. I did a flyer. I put it out on Facebook. Do you not know that people signed up for a wifedom course on Facebook and they paid for it? I was like, what? But that's not even the best part of it. They not only paid for it, they came, they attended all four classes. And then they walked away saying, they're inspired to implement the things that I taught. <laughs> I was like, okay, God, I see you. I see you. So that was the very first, my first experience with the concept of wife, and the concept of women being inspired for excellence, the concept of teaching women that our excellence is part dominion, part obedience and they're two sides of the same coin and 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 you know and how this what this looks like in marriage and so from there it's been evolving that concept that started as a scribble in my journal in 2019 has evolved and now since then you know it went from being the course to being a community on Facebook, like it was an ongoing group and we met monthly. And then out of that flowed Aza Academy, which taught women the truth about who God says they are, right? And that was a that is a spiritual and personal development program that trains you to be the leader, the woman the wife, the mentor that God calls his daughters to be. And it's like, okay, wow. And over the course from then to now, I was prompted to let go of the dumb, D-O-M. Not that those words aren't still interwoven in what I teach, but I now just use the acronym A because it's shorter and B because, you know, that's what I was led to do. So I now I've, I've dropped the dumb from the word that I use and I just focus more on woman inspired for excellence because what God showed me was 
Women need to be inspired for excellence in marriage and beyond marriage. It's not just about marriage, right? And the, 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 the core of who we are as women is necessary in the marriage context as well as in the workplace, in your family of origin, your biological family, in your community, in your church. And so now the focus is woman inspired for excellence, right? And so this is what I do. And then last year in 2021, it was, it was, you know, there was this burning urge, like the more God revealed to me about his heart toward his daughters, the more it was this thing of more people need access to this information. I'm only one person. AIDSA Academy is a small group setting. I don't even take more than five women in that, you know? And so I'm like, if I'm doing five women over five months, there's only so much I can get. And so many people I can reach with this message of freedom. It's really the message of love and freedom. And so that was a part of the reason why the podcast was birthed so that more women would know, hey, you can be a woman inspired for excellence as well. And then from there, I took that original teaching, repurposed it and created the audio course that is sponsoring these this four-part series, right? And so if you're interested in any of those things and you want to know more about what I do outside of this podcast, click the link in the show notes and check out everything that's available. But that really is the essence of Woman Inspired for Excellence. That is the connection to Proverbs 31. And like I shared in part one of this series, Proverbs 31, woman is not intimidating if we read it with the right perspective, which is, I want to, this is God speaking to us. I want to open your mind to the limitless possibility that exists within you because I created you with so much potential. So don't limit yourself to, oh, I can only exist in this little box. No, we exist wherever God places us and we get to shine wherever God places us, right? And so with that being said, you know, I was like, okay, God, you know, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we sharing in this four-part message for the women who are going to be listening? Whether you're listening in 2022 when I'm recording this or you find this episode years down the road, the message remains the same, right? And so when I'm preparing to teach, what I like to do is go into student mode. I go into student mode and I look at the topic and I think about what would be the questions that that come to mind when I see this topic. And so, and then when I think of the questions that come to mind, I take those questions and I go to God and I ask him the questions and then I get his answers and his answers become my teaching points. And so one of my first questions to God was, God, who inspires the woman? Who or what inspires the woman for excellence? And he said, because remember now this, this topic came from him. The, the acronym came from him. So it's his, he knows the answer. 
right? And so I'm like, who or what inspires women for excellence? And he said, I heard two words, God, and then I heard love. And so as we're processing and he and I are going back and forth, and the, the gist of what our conversation revealed was God is love. Therefore, God's love inspires true excellence, right? And, and, and just to, to help to put this all in context, the word inspire, according to Google.com, means to compel or urge someone to do something, right? That's in a nutshell. I'm not reading that verbatim. You want the verbatim, check out the blog, <laughs> right? And then excellence is to do something outstandingly, right? To do something at your best. And so what he's saying is that God's love is what inspires us as women and men too, really. I mean, God inspires all of us to greatness, to excellence. And so we as daughters of the Most High God should allow him to inspire us to be excellent at whatever we put forth our hands to do. And that's what we see in Proverbs 31. Whether she was cooking, investing, dealing with her husband, her children, her servants, she did it excellently, right? And so that was what God shared with me. His love inspires you as a woman to true excellence, excellence by God's standard. And then I also asked him, I said, well, God, are there other things that could possibly inspire us as women? And he said, absolutely, right? He's like, some women are inspired by trauma, right? The trauma that you've experienced, the people that have hurt you, the pain that you have suffered may inspire you to act, to be a certain way, right? Comparison can also inspire you to try to keep up with Susie down the road or Mary across the street, right? Or you may just want the self-gratification. Well, if I excel at this, I'm going to get accolades. I'm going to get man's affirmation. I'm going to get my flowers and my awards and my rewards. That may be your inspiration. Nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with helping other people. You really just want the applause. And what he said to me was, all of those things are rooted in fear. We're afraid of something. We're afraid of being alone. We're afraid of being insignificant. We're afraid of, of, of not being validated, of not being pleasing to other people. And this is even more so why we need love to inspire us. Because as First John 4 says, perfect love casts out fear, right? And so love, God's love, inspires good fear in us. And this brings us to the message for today, the verse that we're going to look at. We're only looking at one verse today because this one verse is filled with what we need to understand how to be inspired, right, by God. And so we're looking at Proverbs 31, 30, and I'm going to read the Amplified Version and it says, charm and grace are deceptive and superficial beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him 
with awe-filled respect, she shall be praised. That one verse sums up what inspires the Proverbs 31 woman. And hopefully it also inspires you to choose to be a woman inspired for excellence or a wife, W-I-F-E. And like I shared last week, even if you're single, you need to be preparing to be a wife now, a woman inspired for excellence, because the godly man that God is sending to you wants to meet you already a wife. Proverbs 18 says, he who finds a wife, and so we're just going to plug in here, he who finds a woman inspired for excellence finds a good thing and gains favor from the Lord. And so that's what I want. If you're single, I want you to keep that in mind. You need to be a woman inspired for excellence. You need to have wife thoughts already. And those wife thoughts are being purposeful, being intentional, being willing to submit first to God and then to those in authority over you, as the word of God says. That's that obedience portion, because you can operate in the authority that God that God gives you, whether it's in the home, in the workplace, in the church, wherever he gives you authority, those are your areas of influence that I'm talking about. Wherever God gives you authority, there's also going to be the need to submit. I always used to tell my students when I was a guidance counselor, everybody has to answer to some. Everybody has to answer to somebody. So along with authority, we were created to have dominion in the earth, men and women. And as we have dominion in the earth, we have to be mindful that we also have to be willing to submit to God and those in authority, whoever is the authority in your life. So the fear of the Lord is really the understanding that God is supreme, sovereign, almighty, all-knowing, and far beyond comprehending. Sometimes we don't want to obey God because we don't understand what he's telling us to do or it doesn't make sense or it can look crazy to people. And the truth of the matter is we cannot understand fully the ways of God. And if we wait to understand why he's telling us to do something before we obey, we're not going to be walking in obedience, right? And so because we understand the fear of the Lord helps us to understand that God is supreme, sovereign almighty, all-knowing, far beyond comprehending. And because he is all of that, we need to give him the honor and respect that is fitting to him. And in doing that, we will obey him, right? As the Amplified Version says, you know, they have the parenthetical notes that explain these terms. So after fear of the Lord, in parentheses, they have reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with awe-filled respect. So if I break that down a little further, when you fear the Lord, you have a deep respect and admiration for him. This leads you to surrender your life and your will to him. When we say that Jesus is our Lord, our Lord is someone that we yield to, submit to, we obey. When we are in full surrender, we obey God's instruction. So if you are saying that you are surrendered to God, you are willing to obey God's instructions. And you're doing this because you want to please him. You're not obeying out of obligation or to meet religious standards or merely to avoid punishment, you know. 
I, I, I cringe when I hear people promote Christianity as a way to avoid hell. Yes, you do avoid hell when you become saved, but it's so much more to it than that. When you become saved, you enter into a personal relationship with God. And if you trust him, if you learn to trust him and obey him, you know your life is not going to be perfect or problem free, but the level of peace and contentment that you can experience from obeying God multiplies in your personal relationship, right? And then when you obey God from this place of trust, real trust, then you're able to serve your husband, your family, your community as God guides you to. In previous episodes, I've talked about, you know, God doesn't want us to serve out of obligation. He wants us to serve in love, which is why we have to be inspired for excellence by his love. And you display the fear of the Lord when you are intentional about building an intimate relationship with him. And when I talk about God, I'm talking about the triune God, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. One God, three separate functions, entities. We need a relationship with the triune God. The Father is our protector, our, and, and Jesus is our shepherd, and Holy Spirit is our teacher, not comforter. We need to understand those levels of God. And the best way to learn about God, to build this relationship, is to discover what God desires, right? And you do this by spending time with him, talking with him, learning who he is. And then through all of this, you will then represent God everywhere you go. So to sum it all up, we are inspired for excellence. We are inspired to be similar to the Proverbs 31 woman in that she was purposeful and intentional and spiritless. Our inspiration for excellence comes from God and his love for us. And as we wrap this all up, I have three more questions for you this week. And I want you to go and think about these, answer these questions, write it down in your journal, because we we should be evolving. We should be growing. You're not supposed to be perfect. However, you are supposed to be open to being continually transformed more and more into the image of God. And so these are the three questions that I want you to reflect on. Journal about it would be good. Number one, who or what is your inspiration? Be honest. Who or what is currently your inspiration? Not who's supposed to be, but who is your inspiration? Number two, are your motives for excellence pure? If you're interested in being excellent and being great, why? Why do you want to be great, right? What are the motives? What do you hope to accomplish? Is it for you or for God or for man? Number three, is there anything holding you back from being solely inspired by love? Those are the questions. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast itself. This podcast is also available in written format. If you go to the link, you can go to our website and you can also read it. The questions are there. If you like to see the text and it helps you to absorb information better, that is also an option. You can read what I share. I don't go as in-depth with my storytelling in the blog, 
but the meat of the message is in the vlog. I hope that you will let this marinate and, you know, to the questions. These are for your personal reflection, so be as honest as possible. But also know that if you want to share, if you want to let me know what your thoughts are, feel free to do that. I keep your messages confidential. I don't share them with anybody and I do respond to you. So feel free to message me. Let me know. Hey, I did my question. You know, if you don't have answers, just say, hey, I did my questions or hey, what, what, what did you mean when you said this? You know, feel free to engage with me through a message. And until next time, remember that you are free to be who God created you to be. So go out there and live loved and God bless you. I love you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. Brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback. Or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.